Welcome to the Geek Exploration on Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. I'm John Williams, and today we're going to talk to you about a, about a specific thing, but not a full episode. Uh, we're going to be giving a review and some discussion to The Flash, the movie that everybody loved if they saw it. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, that's semi-fair. Uh, unfortunately, no one saw it, so... Yeah, yeah, it's super, super tanked. Um, we didn't discuss this ahead of time, but I was thinking, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it would be efficient to uh, to come in here and try to do a non-spoiler discussion first, and then do a spoiler discussion afterwards, because you know, if if you haven't seen it yet, then uh, then you probably aren't gonna see it. I think this is for the people who went and saw it. Yeah, or people that don't care about spoilers. Yeah. One or the other. Um, is your fan still on? Oh, yes, it is. That's I'm, fine. I'm so sorry. Ugh. Um, but how are you doing, Ben? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm at the tail end of my, uh, my pseudo-bachelorhood here with my family out of state. They come yeah, back tonight. Yeah, when are they coming back? Tonight. Oh, shit. You really are at the tail end. You know what's yeah. ironic? I didn't get out there one time. I know, just sitting here by myself, crying myself to sleep because no one wants to hang out with me. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the only reason why you went and saw the Flash, just to keep you get yourself out of the house. Hundred percent. I was just like, I, hey, I'm here. It's just me. Because like, I don't want to go. I don't want to pay for my whole family to see the Flash. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I was on the fence about this movie. Like I was, you know, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to go see it or not. And, I had, I had completely avoided any spoilers, and so it was like, either I'm going to give in and stop avoiding spoilers and, and you know, learn whatever the movie has to hold, or I'm going to go see it, one of the two. And the movie theater that I went to did not have the machine, which I also kind of want to see. So uh, I saw, I said, well, fuck it, I'll see The Flash. Yeah, yeah, and it was weird. Like, I, I kind of felt the uh, the loneliness from you, because we don't generally text like a long conversation. But we went like back and forth about the flash. Like there were a lot of messages exchanged. And I was like, wow, Ben's just just up there all by himself, you know. I needed uh, I was looking for your input on whether it was worth seeing or not. Because you had seen it, what, like four four or five days before that, maybe? I saw it um opening day. I didn't see it the night before, but I Oh wait, oh no shit. I'm sorry, that was incorrect. I went to, I was going to see it. <laughs> you tried to see it opening day. <laughs> yeah. And then and then my doctor called me and said, Oh, you need to go to the emergency room. And I was like, fuck. And then I ended up sitting in there for like six hours before getting any sort of treatment. So I was like, all I was thinking was, fuck, I could have gone to Flash. Um, no, I saw it on Father's Day. So ah, yes. two days later. Sweet. Yeah, that was that was part of my special day. It was a good one too. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, the theater was not very crowded when i like i mean it had like maybe 15 people in it so it wasn't empty per se but uh stupid fandango wouldn't let me pick a good seat like there was a nice middle seat in the row i like to sit in but it, it was a three seat block and i oh, wanted i wanted shit. i just wanted that nice middle seat with an empty seat on either side and it's like you can't do that it's like you Man, yeah they've become you. real dickheads about that like you can't you can't get a seat that's like one seat between you and the next person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this movie starts in half an hour and the whole, like there's a, a, the theater is pretty wide open with the exception of like down the center. Yeah. No one else is buying tickets to this movie. Certainly not two more people. So let me buy the fucking ticket. Yeah. Um, what, what is your preferred spot 
in a theater. At least the theater's there, like, you know, because they're not very big theaters. You know, so the one in Eldorado Hills, same one you go to. Yeah. I like to be in the middle, of course, because it's mm-hmm. in the middle. And I want to be like the, the second row behind like the handicap row. So like, you know, okay. where, where you've got the, the kind of pathway in the middle. So not all the way in the back, but not, but I guess it would be like two thirds of the way to the back of the theater. I think that's what Angelina prefers, even even all the way to the back. She would prefer that to being close. I actually like the the row just above the handicap theaters. I'm or I yeah. mean uh, seats. I've I've always loved that first row there, but I don't generally get it because I'm going to movies with uh with the girls. Yeah, I mean, and, and I can do that row as well. Um, but anything like closer than that, like all the stuff below that, like some psychopath had bought like of the you know that whole front section. Only, yeah. only one seat was sold in there and it was the front row all the way to the right. Did that person show up? I, I forgot to look. I forgot to check to see what it was. Because I was like, the, the last couple times I've bought tickets for uh, Flash and Spider-Verse, there's been, uh, it's in the same size theater and there's one in the back row, uh, one in from the left. And, and I'm, I'm like, I, I don't understand why that one is always reserved, but nobody's picking that spot. Oh, and also the person didn't show up on both occasions. I, I can't imagine what sort of lunatic goes to a movie by themselves and sits all the way to the far side in the front row. They're masturbating if they're there. That's the only reason you would have that seat. I wonder if that's like a like a corporate seat or something. You know, yeah. so at, at any time somebody could pop in to view and that seat will be empty. And sit in the literal shittiest seat in the theater. Yeah. What's bizarre, man, is that Angelina really doesn't discern between all the way to the side and the middle. Like, she doesn't mind sitting all the way on the side. I'm like, I will not go to a movie if I'm sitting all the way on one side. It fucking sucks. I saw saw Back to the Future like that, and I was so mad because everything's warped. And it was a tiny theater. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely prefer the middle. I mean, if, if you're the further back you are, the less egregious it is. But uh, we'll never choose to sit on the far end, that's for sure. Yeah. Or in the front row. Even if I it's mean, you're of, less likely to see a phone out. I guess that's true. Or uh, have a good view of the movie. I don't know. Well, I, I, what I love about my spot is that um, it, it fills up the entire space of my glasses. And it just oh, feels yeah. like it's just in my eyes. You know, I don't, I don't want to have too much space around it because then I'll be, I'll be distracted by everything. But all right. So how about a specific movie? <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess it's relevant. Oh, no. We, I wonder if we talked about this in the movie theater episode that I completely forgot we had made uh, when yeah. I suggested yeah. it one time. And you're like, we did do that. We and then I was like, oh, did. yeah, I remember the, the, uh, the image. I imagine we did. If we didn't, we weren't doing our jobs well. Sorry, brain fart. I've been having a lot of those lately. Yeah, nice. Well, yeah, farting feels good. I don't know if it feels as good in your brain as it does uh, in your gut, but... It doesn't hurt. Yeah. So I guess to start off, this movie had, had an interesting journey to the theater. And I, we've talked about this movie before now so many times because yeah. it's been in the work for so damn long and it was so unsure whether or not it was going to happen with... There's uh, so much drama. Yeah. There's just like, it was just problems, problems, problems. And my, my opinion the whole way through there was... Uh, Fuck it, just make, you know, just have the movie come out. I just want to see it. Like, make the movie come out. Like, I don't care who Ezra Miller's assaulted this week or, you know, what 
other movies you're canceling. Just just make the Flash come out. And uh, they yeah. did. Yeah. I actually understand better now why it couldn't be reshot. It couldn't be um, the thing where they replace the face. Um, you know, like it, it had to come out. Like they had already spent probably $250 million on this movie. And Ezra Miller is in almost every single bit of it. Yeah, yeah, so twice. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For fuck's Two sake. different versions. You know, like it, it, it had to be done. I mean, the other, the other option would be to scrap it, but they, you know, they wouldn't have made the abysmal, uh, like two hundred million that they're projecting to make. But yeah, no, this is not going to be a successful movie. This is going to be another oh, flop. Like they are going to lose money fucked. on this movie. But are they going to lose more than they would have if they just canned it? Two hundred million dollars nope. in, probably not. So they, you know, it's. They got that code for him. Yeah, I wonder how much they spent on advertising. Because like, if they spent more than uh, than two hundred million on advertising, then they're proper fucked. I, you know, I I have a hard time telling now because I don't watch anything with ads. Like, I I do everything I can to extricate ads from my life. Yeah. So other than like having seen a trailer, you know, I know they released a trailer and I saw it and. Uh, I go, can't remember. Uh, I think when I went to saw Sisu, the Flash trailer was there, so I saw that. And I'm sure they have to pay for that to be a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I usually catch them on uh, just on YouTube when they pop up. Okay. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't got to pay much for that. Like hell, yeah. you know? Do they? Can they make money off trailers? I bet they can. I don't. Hell, half the half this YouTube channels I watch trailer. If I watch a trailer on it, it's not the actual studio's YouTube channel anyway. It's some other Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, entertainment tonight. Um, okay, so this movie finally came out, and let's just up top say what we thought of it. Like, like I mean, I know, I know the text message that you sent me, which is always the only text message I want to hear when I haven't seen a movie and somebody's seen it. Like, it's just whether or not you enjoyed it. Because yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear a single fucking thing that's, that has potential to spoil any little bit. Yeah, I I did enjoy it. Now I I went into this movie like I kind of set my own expectations for it cuz a few things I knew going into it. I don't like Ezra Miller's Barry Allen at all. Like I've never liked okay. him. I find him kind of he's just he's just kind of irritating. But Okay. I knew this was going to be him in this movie and so like I couldn't go into this movie and be like, Ezra Miller was kind of annoying. Like, no shit. He was annoying. I think that's what he does. I knew that before I went into the movie. So I kind of like discounted that and was like, okay, just accept him as the flash and, uh, move on from there. You know, don't let that bother you. And then I just kind of had, you know, I, I didn't have a lot very high expectations for the movie. Like I knew I was going to be excited to see Michael Keaton cause I knew he was going to be in it. So that was going to be mm-hmm. rad. And, uh, you know, I wasn't thrilled about there being two Ezra Millers in this movie, but, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Um, but I kind of, I, I went into it with like the right attitude. I was like, I want to go in. I want to just enjoy this movie for whatever it is. I'm not going to drag any expectations into it. And then, um, I ended up having like an extra half hour. So I smoked some weed, made some coffee and, uh, put some whiskey in the coffee and uh so i like i got a little high fucking drove there drank my coffee with my whiskey right before i went in i was like all right i'm gonna have a good time like that was how i went into this Dang, movie. yeah was it grateful dave yeah uh no it was i just annie had some stuff lying her. i got her like a little vaporizer thing so i tried oh, okay. that out but uh 
Yeah. So I, I like I, I went in there with the attitude that I was going to have a good time with some substances to help me have a good time. And I had a good time. Like, is it a great movie? No. Like, I'm, I'm, am I going to watch it over and over again? No. Is it going to win awards? No. But uh, I had fun. Like, it was it was a lot goofier than I expected right from the start. And uh, yeah. My stoned I mean, ass self appreciated that. <laughs> I I I truly enjoyed this movie. Like I I'm separating the art from the artist, you know, from all the drama. I'm taking all the performances as what they are. And I honestly thought Ezra Miller was brilliant. I thought I, you know, in the distinguishing uh traits between the two berries were, you know, they were so different from one another that I fucking loved. Like I loved his performance in that. And the opening scene really just put me in the right mindset and like, just gave me a big grin, you know, from like yeah. the sandwich to Alfred and, you know, seeing a little, little clip of Superman on the, uh, on the TV. And then, I mean, I don't know if I needed the like, Oh, here, give me that candy bar or whatever. But from the moment he took off, you know, even though it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of weird seeing him taking like normal strides, but just like a thousand feet between, uh, between each step, but it, it, it was super, super interesting to me just watching him run like through a city, like you're feeling the speed and the motion. Then when he's like going through the woods and, and across a lake and, you know, grandmother's house, he goes, it was fun to see a focused flash run, you know, like you might've down, you know, back in, in 1990 with John Wesley ship, but they don't, they don't have that kind of time in a Justice League movie or when he's cameoing in something else to to actually really put you through Flash's experience, you know, see it in, in his eyes. And I thought the uh, the hospital scene was fantastic when when those babies started heading out <laughs> the window, I yeah. started like internally because I respect uh, the, the movie going audience, but I started like just laughing my ass i had such a huge grin and angelina's sitting there like that's not funny you know and like, what? no it is what, funny what because i know it's about? going to get resolved they're not going to kill babies so i i love that they went there with it and yeah. and that and and like the batman action in that whole scene like you're seeing things that you haven't seen from batman either like coming out of an explosion like all up high in the air and shooting his grappling hook and i um, sorry for taking so long on this, but one thing I truly, truly appreciated is that when, when, the, when the truck is on the bridge and, and, the, and the dude's like, you know, they're, they're Batman and the, and the bad guy is like falling down towards the water. In that scene, it does, not, it does not break. It doesn't cut at all. That moment when the dude and Batman go off the bridge, it doesn't cut one time. Like as it runs up to the truck, the camera runs up to the truck and then goes over with them. And then you see like you can just like, it's not a close up of like Batman grappling, grab, uh, grabbing the grappling hook and then shooting uh, like it's not a bunch of quick cuts. He fucking like all in one take. I mean, one take, you know, whatever. It's all yeah, CGI. One, anyway. yeah, one giant CGI. Yeah. Render one. Ut cunch. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> one. One uncut <laughs> chunk. There oh man, go. words have been difficult lately. Um, and you know he grabs the guy and and 
re, you know, reaches back up towards the camera and shoots the grappling hook and then pulls the, or, you know, when it cuts, it's Wonder Woman pulling them up. But I just appreciated that so much that it wasn't a bunch of quick little slices of every, of showing you everything. It was cool just imagining one in-camera shot where Batman dives, grabs a guy and shoots a fucking grappling hook. And, and it's, you know, it, I don't know. I, I really, really dug that, that little baby piece. I mean, all in all, like the, uh, the, the cinematography in general, I think was really good. Like and yeah. the, the, the fight choreography was solid. Like the fights were, were action packed and, and seemed like they had some impact to them. Like when people got hit and you know, they would just go fly. Like when Supergirl first gets out and she's just fucking punch it. Like when she punches dudes, they go flying like 200 yards, like way off the side of this. Oh mountain. yeah. They're definitely dead. They're killing the fuck out of these people. Apparently in early talks, the way the scene was originally designed, they, they, uh, they ended up not being able to go that direction because it probably would have gotten the, uh, the movie an R rating. Like apparently it was more brutal. Well, yeah, I imagine, I mean, you'd probably just explode if Supergirl punched you real hard, but, yeah. uh, you know, they're not looking, you know, that, that's not the movie they're trying to make. Like I said, this was a, the, uh, the, the intro scene to this movie, I think set the tone really well. Like I like it worked for me. Cause like it, I like, I immediately knew what I was in for. I was like, Oh, okay. This is going to be, it's going to be a little goofy. It's going to be a little, you know, a little silly, I guess, you know, like they've got babies dumping out of a building. Like, okay, like that we're not, this isn't like a super serious movie. Um, yeah. That said, they did, I think they, not well, but like they, they did an okay job of balancing like serious moments and um, dramatic moments with comedy. Like they, it, it didn't seem quite as Marvel where it's like literally you can't go two seconds into a serious scene without someone cracking a joke like they let the, they let some of the more serious stuff breathe a little bit which i appreciate they helped you get invested a little bit and uh you know like you said ezra ezra miller as much as i don't like his portrayal of flash if that's his portrayal he did a good job at it. like it was well performed but it's just not a not a character that uh that i like or identify with like i'm not you know you know i don't want more of his flash but he did a good job with what he was doing and I, I appreciate that, you know, even if you don't like uh, the performance, that they actually, that they were able to flesh out the Flash better in this. I felt like I understood Barry and that, and that he's, that, or at least Ezra's Barry, and that he is, yeah. is super, super neurotic yeah. and flighty and probably ADHD, you know, and, and I enjoy, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching it, especially juxtaposed with a total bag of shit, you know, young adult Barry from 10 years prior. And, and, oh, and going back to what you were talking about with, with the jokes and drama being handled. Well, I think what that boils down to for me is that there were stakes in this, unlike Marvel yeah. movies where everything's joke, joke, where you're never going to have to deal with any sadness. You know, there, there was potential for danger and pretend potential for sadness all up in this movie and people did die yeah i mean you know i mean we, you know, we're committing spoilers like batman dies yeah supergirl Many dies. times yeah like the, the end of the movie like fucking it, it is not exactly a happy ending to this movie 
Yeah. Like, like they let, you know, they kind of, they made him make a hard choice and then live with the consequences of that hard choice. Now, everything didn't work out great. It did kind of semi go back to normal, but. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I'd say it's, it mostly went back to normal, you know, and, and honestly, I mean, I know we're skipping over big chunks of, of the movie, but that's fine. Yeah. In the very end, like when I, when I heard uh, Ezra Miller talking to somebody on the phone, talking to Batman on the phone, I was like. That ain't Affleck. But I thought it was just going to be Michael Keaton. Apparently that was one of the um, previously shot endings that they ended up changing. It was going to be Michael Keaton and Henry Cavill and uh, Sasha Kaye's Supergirl. And they were all going to meet him at, at uh, at the steps there. But once once Cavill was out. Yeah, I don't like that as much anyway. Like I like like I like it was, you know. I guess let's go ahead and cross this bridge now. They should have. They could have called this movie like Flash, the cameo movie, because uh, <laughs> holy shit! Like they, I think it was reasonably well done. But like, man, they uh, they were definitely leaning into like the Spider Verse slash multiverse. Yeah, everyone's doing multiverse now. But but like the hey, let's use this as an opportunity to cameo a bunch of everybody's favorite nostalgic characters mm-hmm. and then uh, with, some yeah <laughs> i mean you you know me I've, I've said it before on the on the podcast like i am so bummed that even though it probably would have been terrible that the the nick cage tim burton superman movie never happened you know like i i want that to exist so bad and if you believe in you know, the multiverse or, or infinite universes that it does exist somewhere. And I was like, fuck, I want, I want to be there just, just for three hours long enough to, to put the VHS in, uh, and, and watch it on a tube TV. Well, you got 90 seconds or so. Oh yeah. (laughs) Of the Superman at the end, the Nick Cage Superman, I think had the most screen time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the Chris Reeve Superman, that just kind of made me sad because he had those dead CGI eyes. And, it you know, I didn't I didn't like it, like, especially when they started, like, tilting the camera as Supergirl came in or not tilting, but um, but moving it off to the side and like panning uh, around him. It looked like a video game. They all did. So the director kind of came out and again, like he was kind of saying, like, yeah, this is like in the time it's supposed to look like that. Like, no, no yeah. It's, yeah. I didn't. I didn't read an article, I so I don't know his exact words. But yeah, I I, I heard about that, and I was like, oh, that's not a good look. I mean, maybe he's being honest, and uh, he just made a bad decision. Yeah, <laughs> but with with Nick Cage, um, they actually had him on set. They they still had to do they still had to do CGI stuff, maybe to make it look like everything else. But he was on set. I don't I don't think he was wearing an actual muscle suit. I loved how um, he had his chest hair po- poking out the top. Oh, uh, yeah? I didn't notice. It was, it was a nice, nice little bit of flavor there. That was so fucking cool seeing that, because, oh, yeah, and they also used a, a giant spider, because that that's a big, like, legendary story about John Peters, the producer, just like, yeah, you have to have a big fucking spider, because they're the most dangerous creature in the animal kingdom. And then the next movie Peters produced was Wild Wild West, that had a giant, a giant mechanical spider. spider. Yeah. So seeing him, seeing him blast away, like that was pretty cool. And even just seeing the George Reeves, like, like move a little bit and then see a weird Jay Garrick that I don't, 
I don't know why he's significant there. I think it was just another Easter egg. I think that yeah. was it. They were just like, hey, remember Golden Age Flash? This is a Flash movie after all. We're showing you all these Supermen for some reason. Yeah, there there is a Flash in, in his universe. Yeah. Um, the end was weirdly... I mean, the thing is, they didn't have a whole lot of pop culture flashes to draw from. Yeah, well, I mean, where's John Wesley Shipp? Where's Grant Gustin? Yeah, yeah. But with all these cameos, it was kind of weird. I did notice that the at one point they went to the they were at the bar from the uh, CW show from the Arrowverse. Oh, really? Flash. Like the bar that they always go and meet in. There was a scene or, shot. It, or it was like a coffee shop or some shit. Something, yeah, yeah. Some place there in all something the, bean or something. Yeah, whatever it is in the show, I I don't remember, but I recognize the interior. I think it was when they were when they saw on the TV that uh, Zod had arrived, maybe or some shit. I don't I remember where it was, but I remember seeing it and going like, "Hey, that's the place from the Arrowverse show." Cool. It's like, okay, like there's a little nod to that, I guess. All in all, I I think for like I said, the attitude I went in with it. I, I, I had a lot of fun. Like there was, there was a few points where I chuckled like audibly. Like the Michael Keaton kitchen scene. I don't remember when it was, but, uh, that was a, that was a solid scene. Like seeing him all fucking bearded and long. That was my segue to talk about that scene. Yeah. (laughs) All fucking grizzled. Like we, we know it's him. We know that that's the Wayne man. I thought, I thought the way they treated Wayne manor there, like I was looking at, you know, the first, the first thing they come into or second is his uh his like a uh, armory yeah. or like arsenal that that's what um with all the swords and shit on the wall yeah well yeah and all those armors you know I was like show us king of the wicker people come on and uh and then when they go down um into the kitchen where they meet him like that smacks of when uh when Alfred was like talking with with Bruce and Kim Basinger um yeah oh brain not working Vicky Vale. <gasps> oh man, I better get over this before we do uh, gr- um, gate leapers. Yeah, I, no, I, no, go, go ahead, keep, I keep gotta, these parts I gotta coming, fast. John. I got, I got a win. Hey. <laughs> it was a fairly cool looking fight scene. Yeah, the hits seemed like they had some weight behind them, like because mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Barry Allen Prime, I guess, takes it, it like it basically gets his ass whooped for the first time in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that after, after all of that, he just like makes spaghetti. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's a normal thing. Um, one thing I heard earlier, I think it, it might've been on Campia. I can't remember, but, um, you know, Andy Muschietti, the director of this, also the director of the it movies. And there was one other that I can't remember right now. He's going to be directing Batman brave and the bold. So it almost seems like this was kind of a tryout, you know, to, to see if he could handle Batman action. And I think it was great. Like I was so, so stoked that we got to see, even though there's a ton of CGI, but it still looked good. We got to see Michael Keaton fucking destroy bad guys, you know, like zipping all around and fucking just beating the shit out of them. And I was like, that made me so happy because the only other Batman that we've seen really put down some fools is Affleck, you know, and, and it, and it seems so obvious that that would be exactly what you want to see Batman doing. Oh, technologically, they couldn't do it in 89 because he could barely fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was, it was tough to get any really good action scenes out of someone wearing that giant rubber costume. Yeah. I don't know why they, I wonder if this was commentary on it, like why they'd never like 
actually cut, you know, like the arms from the uh, the chest armor plate because it was it was clear in those movies that it was body armor. Like they even say so in the first Batman. So when uh, when Barry number two comes out and he's like, oh yeah, and I you know cut the arms from it so so I can increase my mobility, and it's like, why didn't why didn't anybody ever think of that? It was, you know, tell me Batman's got to look cool, man. It's it's all about looks. I guess, man, I still would have appreciated it. <laughs> Christian Bale did it or they did it with Christian Bale later and it looked, yeah. it still looked great. The, uh, no, but yeah, that last scene with, with Michael Keaton's Batman, when he's fighting like the, uh, Mondo oh, yeah. or whatever. And he's like flipping from one side to the other, planting bombs on him and whooping it like that. That was cool as fuck. Like it was, it yeah. was rad. And seeing the Batmobile again and the Batwing mm-hmm. and like, like just seeing like the OG, like, like it was, there was plenty of nostalgia for sure. But uh, I think it was mostly fairly tastefully done. Like it wasn't with the exception of the weird multiverse collapse thing at the end. Like yeah. M- Michael Keaton's Batman, like he was in this, but he wasn't just like, Hey, remember him? Like he was yeah. a major part of the movie. He was in a lot more of the movie than, than I would have guessed he was going to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with the way they featured him so heavily and in so many different locales and stuff that I like, I, I was, I was, I wasn't even going to be surprised if they called the movie like Batman flashpoint. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's um, definitely with the inspiration here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it was, it was so enjoyable. I'm not sure I, I appreciated the uh, the redesign of the Batwing so much because it's still so similar to the ori- original one. I don't get why they did it. Like, just just keep it original. I, don't know. Uh, I didn't even notice, so. Oh, yeah. In, instead of like, because the, the original Batwing is shaped like the bat symbol, just without yeah. the oval. You know, the, and, and this one had more of like a spread out thing and then it's sort of went circular. like that. Not even that. It's kind of like imbalanced, hmm. and it, it, I'm I don't know. wasn't wasn't a huge fan of it, but whatever. I'm not gonna go on any sort of tirade over it. Like I, I'm I'm probably gonna buy this movie when it comes out. Like I, oh, I'll, really? I'll, I'll I'll probably watch it fairly regularly. Well, I wish I had it digitally right now so I could just watch the fucking Superman stuff over and over again. But <laughs> I gotta wait. Probably not long though. I imagine no, its theatrical I run is going to be over real quick. Yeah, this one's this one's coming to streaming real fast. Like I got a yeah. feeling, like on on the on the drop of the DVD, it's going to be in like the you know five seventy six bin at at Walmart. Poor guys, DC five dollars and seventy six cents can't get a break. I mean, this was there was an off, uphill battle. You know, this was a, a movie that had been around for a long time. Uh, they're killing the universe. Like, like, no, this isn't going to play towards anything else. Like this was just like an obligatory thing that had to happen. Uh, it's probably the same thing with Aquaman too, except I, you know, I don't give a shit about Aquaman two at yeah. all. Not even Not a little one bit. bit. I think a lot of people that, that did go to see this movie went to see it with the promise of what was going to happen with Michael Keaton yeah. being in it. And Aquaman's not going to have that. No, I mean, apparently Affleck is supposed to have a cameo in there, but I don't know how significant. I don't think that has quite the same draw. No. I hadn't even put that together, you know, that, that people would be dropping out because they know the universe is changing. 
you know, I figured that that was something that, that might be a little inside baseball, you know, that we know about because we surf geek channels. And I think we even talked about this once before about, about the universe ending. So, or, oh, I think it was when, when, um, they were making Matt Reeves, the, the Batman and how like they didn't like Affleck didn't announce that he was out until after justice league came out because it would, it could have ruined the possibility of, um, of the, the, you know, box office drop. If you know that, Oh, Affleck's not Batman anymore, huh? Well, uh, why are we watching this then? But apparently that was the case with a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the big issue that, DC has is it's more than just, you know, the universe is ending. It's that a lot of people lost interest in it a while ago. You know, they, they, you, you take know, that back. You son yeah, of a bitch. <laughs> I would assume there's a lot of people that, that have us, you know, a stomach for more DC content that are just waiting for the new shit because yeah. they haven't been impressed with some of the, you know, they didn't like justice league. They didn't like Batman versus Superman. And, uh, they the Shazams did. haven't done well. Black Adam didn't do well. I mean, it did better than this. But yeah, yeah. And just no one. They've had a lot of tanks. Yeah, they've got a lot of people that just don't care anymore. Like you know, I've got like I don't care about Marvel stuff anymore, and yeah. uh, they're definitely making more money still. So I don't, you know, it is uh, I, like I get it because um, uh, well, I mean, I, like I said, I don't care about Aquaman. Like I like I'm done till some of James Gunn stuff comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the first one, I, I thought the first one was really good. I, I, I don't own it. So, I mean, how good? I don't know. But, like, it made a billion dollars, so they had to make a sequel. But but I have a feeling this is going to bring in significantly less. But the first Aquaman had, had like, kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy feel. You know, it, it, it had some retro fun. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. And, like, Blue Beetle? I'm, I, I watched the Blue Beetle trailer, and it's yeah. it looks like fucking Power Rangers. Like it looks dumb. Well, I mean, cool. I'm a teenage kid that got an armor, and I can do anything I want with it. Batman's a fascist. Okay, we get you, George Lopez. You're funny. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd totally forgotten about Blue Beetle. Honestly, I've never been a huge Blue Beetle fan. I loved I loved Ted general. Cord. Like him and him and Booster Gold did get together in the you know late eighties into the nineties. Like they were they were great. I love that. That's the only Blue Beetle I've ever even been remotely into. The yeah. Jaime yeah. Reyes is that the other guy's yeah, name? Yeah, Jaime Reyes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure I've actually read any of the of his Blue Beetle stuff. Yeah, uh, he's just I mean, kind it's of just sort of average nothing. Yeah. And honestly, the Blue Beetle stuff that I did like, I, I think it was because I liked Booster Gold more than anything. I think it just kind of was there. Yeah. Back in the old Justice League International days, and it's like yeah. all the, all the wahaha and Guy Gardner being a dickhead. Where does that fit in to the unit? Like, is it just kind of its entirely own thing? Like, which, because is it part of like the, the current universe or the next universe? Or like, where does, does it, does it matter? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it matters if somebody comes up with a story that, that uses that stuff, you know, like human target used that justice league. Um, so it's just a, it's just a, I mean, I dig the idea that they're just doing a standalone movie on one of their characters. I'm kind of hoping that if they, if Aquaman does anything, it's just, it's just a solid Aquaman story doing Aquaman stuff. 
and it doesn't have to doesn't have to worry about what's going on with everybody else. Like I don't don't think DC needs to do another cameo fest like they did with Flash. I think they got that out of their system and can move on for a bit. Here's hoping, man, because I'm I'm tired of that with Walmart. Walmart (laughs) with Marvel. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Oh, this is turbo frustrating not having all of my faculties for uh for speech um yeah i'm tired of cameos the entire spider-man trilogy was cameo city and and i'm i'm hoping with every bit of my uh being (laughs) that that they don't do that on this next spider-man they've cut him off from the rest of the universe he can now be a proper Spider-Man. Are they keeping Tom Holland in? So far, yeah. All right. I mean, I just need him. I need him to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I need him to not be Spider-Man, but whatever. I'll take what I can get. Does he have like an older brother that is more confident that can play the role instead? <laughs> um, but just to touch on the future, of course... I'm really looking forward to Superman Legacy, and we got our cast just yesterday. Oh, did we? I've oh, you this. didn't hear? Oh, shit, I didn't no. text you. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, we have our Superman and Lois. Oh, you you did? You asked me something about Superman and Lois, and I said, no, I haven't heard, and I think we left it at that. Oh, shit. I was like, all right, conversation over. All right, so who do we got? Um, so the person who uh, who is playing Superman and Clark is a uh, he's been kind of a fan casting favorite but his name is David Cornsweat Cornsweat I thought you said uh, Corn Not Cornsweat David Cornsweat yeah. I know you you were you were like he's in corn perfect yeah he's um, he's a good midwest boy right he's sweat, yeah, well, he's he's so midwestern he sweats corn you know I I don't I don't know anything that or I haven't seen anything that he's been in. There's a uh, a Netflix show called Hollywood. It was a miniseries and a lot of people are pointing to that as like he's a good fucking actor. He was in Pearl um with Mia Goth, the horror movie. Um but I I haven't seen anything he's in, but like he's uh he's a Juilliard graduate. He's 29 years old. Um you know, people have really good things to say about, and he's got a good look. I mean, a lot of people he said, a lot of people says he looks like Henry Cavill. Our old friend Preston brought it up in the right way, where he said it's Henry Cavill and Tom Welling had a baby because he he doesn't have Henry Cavill's mouth, but he's got he's got a Tom Welling mouth. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, no, he did, he he does look kind of like a like a younger, smaller Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course he'll, of course the fucking uh, commentary all, all, already is, oh, he's too skinny, man. Fucking Henry Cavill in his screen test was like as skinny as me, not including my gut or man boobs. Um, but like, he had thin little calves. Yeah and, yeah, and Henry Cavill as Witcher, as the Witcher, was almost too buff for Superman. <laughs> Yeah, and he in BBS, like he, it was Holy it was too much. It's... It made his arms look stubby. I've been thinking a lot about it lately. I don't think I like Henry Cavill as Superman, just in general. I don't I don't feel like it was just the material he was given that he couldn't do something great with. I think he made bad decisions, and I think half the time he was wooden with a furrowed brow, 
And the other half of the time, he was speaking like he's uh, like a generic action hero. Well, you know, if they if this thing happens, then we're gonna have to make sure Zod, blah blah blah. You know, he was like a cartoon character or a, or a uh, announcer. So I don't know. I'm 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 perfectly fine seeing Henry Cavill go. Yeah, let's I mean, let's bring in the new. I liked him as Superman, but I, I the issue I had is uh, he didn't smile enough. Yeah, he always had a furrowed brow, and he's yelling about everything. He's always in an existential crisis. Yeah, he wasn't happy enough to be like like he yeah like Chris Reeve had a great Superman smile. Yeah, yeah, and that's what James Gunn brought up in an, in a uh, in an interview that gave me faith in his uh, in his endeavors with Superman is that he talked about I, I may have even mentioned this recently, uh, but he talked about Chris Reeve could put on like a wry smile, like after saving a a cat from a tree. And like, he's always just got this, like this joy at the fact that he's Superman. And I I love that. I love it to death. Like if that's what James Gunn is thinking, as far as the portrayal of Superman spot on, like wonderful. Uh, Oh, and then Lois, sorry. She was also there. Uh, (laughs) Is uh, Rachel Brosnahan, who is the only thing I know her from, and she was brilliant in was uh, the Marvel- marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She was the title character in that. Uh, oh, I never saw that. She looks vaguely familiar, probably because I've seen commercials for that TV show. Yeah, yeah, she was great. I I would love to see her in a period piece Superman movie from like you know the forties, where where she's she's doing the doing the talk that hey I'm Lois Lane and you can't speak to me like that blah 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 blah. You know, like that, that, that cadence that they had in, yeah. uh, you yeah, know, 40s news reporter talk. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a, like a Lauren Bacall. Yeah. What they call it on family guy, like fast talking high pants. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, um, no word on Lex Luthor yet, but that should be coming shortly. Do we have to have Luthor in this? Can we just not have Lex Luthor in a Superman movie for a little while? No. Like no Luther, no Zod, just kind of, you know. No. Luther's all right. Mine's some of the other fuck Zod. here. Yeah. So on that note, like it was weird in this flash. Like, and I knew he was coming because I'd seen the trailer, but uh kind of an odd choice to do Zod again. But Yeah. Um you Yeah. Know, I mean, I like I get it for you know, they they have to go get Superman because things are happening again, and that was a big event, and they obviously didn't want to go back to like Steppenwolf. So like, yeah. It's like, what big event did this universe have? Uh, they were kind of we short. Had Wonder Woman kind of during uh, World War One, and then in 1984. Yeah. Like, there wasn't any, like, big world-threatening thing that could be scary enough, with the exception of... I mean, it was just, what, Justice League and and Zod, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if Wonder Woman 84 is canon, then they had that, that big televised thing with him granting wishes and shit yeah but you don't need superman that to defeat that though you know oh, I mean, no. like, yeah like yeah that's not something you need to find superman to help defeat uh so i don't know yeah but you could have gotten it done quicker if he was there <laughs> i guess my my final thought on on flash is uh, go check it out like it's not it's not bad it's not gonna change your mind uh, or make you love ezra miller or change your life but uh 
it was, it, it, you know, it was fun. It kind of, you know, it felt to me like some of the early Marvel movies did when I was still enjoying them. Yeah. Or I'd get yep. out and I was like, that was fun. I had a good time. Like that was a, a, a good movie or not a good movie, but a fun movie. You know, it's funny that we can describe this movie in the way that we hated that Marvel movies were described as fun. You know, we're like, fuck it. There's more to it than being fun. But I think the DC universe needs more fun without going to Shazam levels of stupid fun. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It is weird kind of what you learn to expect from a brand. The fact that we didn't get something too serious and too dark and too too self-serious, I think, would be the right thing. Like, like Justice League or BVS. Or even was. Man of Steel. Yeah, especially Man of Steel, honestly. Like like to, to see to see something a little bit more jovial from this brand that's been uh just a little too angsty is is a nice change and you know like but we'd want the opposite from a Marvel movie. It's uh, you really can't win with us geeks, can you? Like it's you're fucking damned <laughs> if you do, damned if you don't. We're going to complain about yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to talk about uh about the new ray series uh from for star wars yeah have fun talking to yourself (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we got to talk about indiana jones i gotta see if i can even make it fuck what to the movie yeah oh why wouldn't you be able to make it uh just with the stuff that that's going on Oh, I would have, I would be so heartbroken if I didn't have to go see Indiana Jones in the theater with you. What a bummer that would be. Well, if, if maybe Angelina <laughs> will want to go on Thursday night and I'll, I'll just go to somewhere super close by. Um, okay. Well, we did it, right? Yeah. I yeah. would also incur- encourage, uh, uh, people to watch the flash. Cause it seems like the majority of people that watched it, enjoy it. It's got, it's got good, like audience scores on bullshit aggregate sites but you know it seems like people really enjoyed it so if if you are not going to support an ezra miller project because he's a shit bag uh, or they are a shit bag that's fine you know you you don't have to see it yeah you know, it, it you wouldn't enjoy it at all there's a lot of ezra miller but if you were just on the fence you know there there's you know, go see it give them a couple more bucks just so it lessens the uh, the blow. I don't want DC to just stop, or or just wait till it comes out on H on on Max, not even HBO Max anymore. It will come out on Max, and uh, it won't be long. But uh, check it out. It, yeah, like, it, like smoke some weed, drink some whiskey, and uh, and coffee, and lower your expectations, and you'll have a good time. Yeah, it's 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 worth your two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for going on this uh, this high speed journey with us today, folks. Um, if you want to send us something, uh, you can do it at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Um, if you want to hit us up on the social medias, we're everywhere. We've got the um, Geek Exploration the podcast Facebook page. We have Instagram Geek Exploration Podcast. And Twitter at GeeksplorePod. But the best way to do it, the most fun and interactive way, and uh, you should all do it more often, um, is to call us at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-ORC-TURD. 
T-U-R-D, and we leave us a message and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. I want to get a truly random thing here. Like, I, I want to, you know, like, what would you do if Starro actually existed and started taking over brains? Cover my face. Wear a big helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little electro faceplate. Yeah, and if you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, uh, go give us a five CGI flavors of Superman review on one of those review sites. We've got uh, we got merch at shop.geekexplorationpodcast.com. We're part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. We got a Discord. There's a theme song uh, that is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And that's it. Bye!